Okay. It's my big podcast debut. There we go. Started big things. <laughs> started doing the podcast tour. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I'm joined by John Rumsey. Good morning. Fellow blue belt and practitioner of jujitsu. Yeah. And we're talking a little off, uh, I guess, off recording, <laughs> offset, whatever. And you actually told me something that I didn't know, which is you'd actually done jujitsu previously yes. before your commitment to it now. That's correct. So tell me how, like, go back in time. Give me your origin story here. Sure. So um, I was working out at LA Fitness in the morning. So I'm big into working out, as mm -hmm. you know. And I'd always want to try martial art. How much do you weigh right now? 240. Okay, 240, just jacked. <laughs> Just jacked. Like I said, I always like to make fun of him because if yeah. you have your shirt off, I'm like, hey, man, you're getting small or something. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just like totally jacked, big muscular dude. How tall are you? Like 6'3"? Six 6'2"? Six two. Six two? Yeah. Okay. And I have body dysmorphia for sure. Oh. <laughs> not, like, not like clinically, but like I don't think I'm big until I get in a picture with like my wife or Caroline or somebody that's smaller and I'm like, whoa, okay. Have you seen... Um, yeah. I don't know. Have you seen a picture of Jeremiah with the people he works out with? Yes. And he looks small compared to the. <laughs> he's huge, right? And he's a huge yeah. dude. <laughs> so it's all about it's all, all about it's all about angling in the photo. Yeah. That's what's key. It's hard because you're in your own body. Yes. Right. And so I I can't see myself. Mm -hmm. I have no perspective. And then when you're at the gym working out, you don't compare yourself to the small guys. You compare mm -hmm. yourselves and it's jujitsu too, right? Largely, I'm comparing myself to people that are either at my level or, or significantly better, and so I think I always am terrible at jiu-jitsu. <laughs> so, Chris is here. Welcome. Good morning, guys. What, okay, are you on a fast right now? I, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am on a fast. So did we bust out the 5% or the 10%? Dude, I just, I, I, I can't get into this because this is not appropriate for the podcast, but I was, I was out last night drinking, so I need to drink water right now. <laughs> I have water. I'm, I, have, I have water oh, here, okay, too. Right. Anyway, um, you'll be interested to know because we just started. John told me right, right before we recorded that he actually did jiu-jitsu once before did his really? current stint. Mm -hmm. yeah. So now he's about to go into his origin right. story. So continue because we got sidetracked. So yeah. working out at LA Fitness one morning talking to one of the guys I'm friends with at the gym. He was an older guy, and uh, I said, oh, I've always wanted to do martial art, because his forearms were huge, and he was doing this really weird like grip strength exercise, and I was like, why are you doing that? And he's like, well, I need really strong grips. And I said, well, for what? And he said, well, I train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. And I said, I've always wanted to try that. You know, and he said, well, I've got an extra gi, and you're welcome to join me for free. So what year was this? Any yeah, time. Well, how long ago was it? So I was doing my PhD at the time, um, right before I graduated, so this would have been 2008. So you're Dr. John? Yeah. Oh, so many yeah. doctors. I know. Oh my so, God. Yeah. <laughs> so, I get the masters. This is how we mark <laughs> things, right, in, in, in life. Um, I'm a bachelor. I'm a married bachelor. Sorry, go on. Yeah, so um, it was a Marcio Simis. No way. Gracie school. Are you serious? Yeah. And it was Wait. where the, uh, there was, it's up by University and Alafea, that intersection. Was Todd the teacher? No, a guy named Rafael um, Coelho. I still keep in touch with him, actually. Did We're still really? friends on Facebook, and I saw him at one of the competitions down in Miami. And, and we he like, was the, the black belt instructor? He was a brown belt instructor, a brown belt actually. Instructor. Yeah. 
So um, they've totally redone that whole shopping platform. Oh, yeah, now it's it, not it there exist anymore, anymore, right? Yeah. There was a, the movie theater. Old movie theater, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where Knockout Fitness was, dude. Oh, really? Yeah, That's oh my funny. God. Okay, sorry, go on. So that was before my time, but okay, so, but other people would have been familiar with this Marcio Simmons school. Yes, that's where I started. Okay. In, in 06, yeah. or 05. Okay, so um, I had wrestled in high school for a year, like about two seasons. Did you really? Uh-huh, yeah. I was a terrible wrestler, by the way, terrible. I mean, I weighed 145 uh, Car- pounds. Carpenter? Coach Carpenter. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The strongest old man ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. He, so Chris and I went to both went to the same high school. So we both went to Lake Brantley High School yeah, yeah. and we reconnected on that. So yeah, we had the same wrestling coach then. Coach I, Carpenter. Mind you, I made it three weeks. Okay. I feel like instead of six degrees or seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, it's just like two degrees with Christopher Vu. Everybody it's a, knows that's me. That's right. Everyone knows How many people like walk into the gym to do like a trial and they're like, Chris? <laughs> I know. Someone came how with, the fuck do you know Chris? Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, no. So, um... Because because I had had prior wrestling experience, I knew what I was getting into largely, and I didn't have a fear of like, like intimacy, the with intimacy strangers. between men, right? Yeah. Exactly. And so I fell in love with it. Signed up. It was a twelve month oh. commitment. Um, oh yeah, they get you with that. Don't yeah, they? That's, very formal. So at the at the at this. Did place. you have to buy a gi from them? I did have a Gracie gi that I was made to purchase, and it was it was all the bad things about jujitsu. All the, all the bad time. things about martial arts. Yeah. Not, not even yeah, just yeah. jiu-jitsu. I mean, right. So, you know, I ended up getting a green belt. We'll get to that. So, um, Did yeah, I mean, I trained really hard for a year. and So, I was wait in, a minute. You got your green belt back then. You didn't get your green belt in your current stint. That's correct. Oh. I made a big deal out of it because they do that up there where I had originally started yeah. in the second round. And I said, I will not take a green belt. I will really? stay at a white belt. I re- they didn't offer it to me. I had talked to Tarsus. And I said, I know how this organization works, and I will not accept a green belt. I will stay a white belt until I earn my blue belt. That's a jiu-jitsu yeah. belt. Green belt is a kid's belt. I don't want it. And Tarsus being Tarsus was like, I figured, no problem, no problem. And so Jason had, I guess, given a letter to Tarsus to give to me for the green belt, and Tarsus just threw it in the, tar- ah, it in the track. Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> yeah, All, right. So. All right, Tarsus. So, Go Elementum. So he was at this, this first school. Tarsus? Yeah. No, no, no. No, I did get the green belt at the first school. Oh, okay. We should rewind. So let me finish that story. Yeah, okay. Sorry. So um, I trained for the year, and a bunch of things happened at one time. My 12-month membership was expiring. I got promoted. I was graduating, and I got really badly injured because I wouldn't tap to a submission. Yeah. Do you remember what it was? Yeah, it was a head and arm. Really? And I wouldn't... This guy who I was constantly training was really good at like trapping the arm yeah. from like a side control position. And it wasn't locked in very tight. I defended enough to keep it from getting locked in. But he just kept cranking on my arm. And I was like, whatever, I'm not tapping to this. And I should have. And after it was over, the round, the bell rang and the round did it. And then Rafa was like, you, sh- you probably should have tapped to that. And I was like, but it wasn't tight. And then the next day, I couldn't lift my arm over oh my head. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so between being really badly injured, the membership expiring, the promotion had just happened, and I was getting ready to graduate and start a postdoc, I didn't renew my membership. I was like, there's no way I'm going to have time to train. I'm going to have to commit to this the work perfect thing. storm. Yeah. yeah. So, and then I just never found it again. And I carried my geese around you in this they bag to, though, forever. Right? <laughs> they moved to uh, down in, towards Oviedo. Yeah, yeah, that's there's a tattoo piercing place we swing by there. Oh really? I okay. know where it is. Yeah, I've seen the place. Yeah, and it's, stuff. It's, there's a sushi joint there. Uh huh. We should all eat there one day. Yeah. By the way. So that was the first first go around, and then work and life and career, and then I met 
the woman that became my wife, Sarah, and we've got a place together and uh, we were cleaning stuff out and said, we should probably just get rid of these geese. I don't think I'll ever train again. And we gave them away, right? So what year was this now? Now this would have been, what if it almost been f- three years in the spring? So f- maybe four years ago. So, so how much time had elapsed? 2009 through 2000. So six years. So six years. Oh, so quite a six years you're away. So I came back as a white belt and I felt like that was Dude, you could have been a black belt by yeah, now. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Say that. There's, there's a tinge of like, man, if I hadn't stopped, what would it be like? But, you know. So the minute I give away the geese, I hear my brother mention this guy, Jocko Willink, right? And I'm big into discipline and all these things. And so I was like, check out his podcast. They train. And I just got the bug back. And I was like, Say, remember those geese we gave away? We shouldn't have. I've got to train again. <laughs> yeah. And so Who that's how we to? started. <laughs> Who'd you give them to? Do you remember? Uh, Goodwill. Oh, okay. Really? We drug all that stuff up to Goodwill. They take, good, they take jujitsu keys? I guess so. <laughs> so We're going to go so, shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember which, go shopping. which <laughs> Goodwill it was? Yeah. So that's, that's that story, largely. You like, know what, what Jocko would say to all that? He'd say, good. Good. Yeah, like, <laughs> like. So then how did you find... My understanding is you started back up at East Orlando, correct? This is correct. Yeah. So how did you come across that gym and and like how did because you, you just you did a search like, like yeah online yeah. and just Beans. serendipity location yeah. yeah I knew that if it wasn't close I wouldn't I wouldn't drive well a you long live way. fairly close to UCF now where did you live then um, on Dean this was actually closer oh really I just didn't. I don't know if it's just the way the marketing or the, I don't know. It just, the way it popped up in the search was there. I would say that marketing has probably gotten considerably better. Yeah. Since and then, so I just, so. that's where I wound up. And of course that was when Tarsus and that was right where I needed to be at the time. I think like cool. he, been, he and I became very close. We yeah, traveled, yeah. we did a bunch of tournaments together. Um, there were gaps in my training because there was, there wasn't very organized, but um it was perfect at the time. How did it feel to get back into it after six years? Fantastic. Yeah, I loved it. I missed it. I missed it big time, actually. At the time, were you, like, so we'll get to this in a little bit, but, like, you're considerably stronger than most people. Um, at the time when you started jujitsu, then, and then to when you started again with Tarsus, have you always been, like, Big Strong John with yoga? Relatively, I would say. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, when did you start, like, the bodybuilding and the yoga? So, like, lifting weights had always been a thing since probably high school, um, on and off. Coach so, what, Coach Altman, were you? I never took his class. You, did, you really? No, yeah. So, what really changed my you workouts, I quit drinking, and I squared away my diet. And so, when they say you can't, like, out-train a bad diet, it's 100% accurate. And so, I was, you can't. <laughs> I don't know, man. My diet's pretty bad, and I'm like. But you don't have, you're not trying to get big. That's, that's, that's true. That's yeah. true. I'm like, I just want so, to carry the um, yeah, the weekend drinking warrior, right? Is like work out all week, go out on the weekends, and, and then yeah. it was just like I just wasn't making significant, meaningful gains, and then for various reasons the drinking stopped, and just I put so on twenty pounds. I, I brought some beers. In. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's rare now, and and like periodic, I'll have a beer or two or a glass of wine or two or something, but like it doesn't do for me what it used to do for me. Yeah, I used to really enjoy it. Like, Until you have kids. I had fun. <laughs> Don't characterize this. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah. So, but so you you really enjoyed your time training with Tarsus. I did. did. You? Yeah. So like Gracie Baja and Tarsus, who's a De La Hiva, or he's a Gordo black belt, right? Mm-hmm. Gordo, right? Have you, from your experience with Gracie Baja way back, 
to your experience training of Tarsus, and then we'll get to our part soon. How did you find the training to be different, instruction to be different? Like, did you, you notice any differences, or, or was it so long ago that you just don't really can't think yeah, of it? Yeah, I've thought about that. So the, the memories of that are slightly vague. I mean, I think jujitsu evolved a lot in that yeah. six or seven year period. It was very, very close guard based, and I think there was a little De La Hiva and a little spider guard. Um, but I mostly remember doing close guard stuff, scissor sweep, to mount, to choke, very, very basic stuff. <laughs> you see what my game is. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> like, that's what I remember yeah. it being like. Very, very like old school, traditional, fundamental jujitsu in those days. Yeah. And then from when you started up with Tarsus, like how did you... Like, what was he teaching differently that you were like, oh, this is, this is cool? Like, Just so much more open guard, wide open movements. Um, I think that probably about summarizes it. And um, because it was in the morning, so I've, I will qualify this by saying I'm largely a, a morning jujitsu guy. Um, there was not a lot of, like, structured curriculum of, like, development from one position and then evolving that position over a period of time. We did a lot more um, sort of whatever was interesting or whatever people wanted or an open class. Play flavor of the morning. Yeah. I mean, you know, and I was getting ready for a lot of tournaments in those days. And so we would focus a lot on like where I would have gaping holes sometimes would be like that would be what the curriculum would, would work on that day, which was interesting and, and, and nice. But so you were essentially it getting private hard. instruction, sort of like yeah, kinda. That's, that's, that's yeah, good. cool. I would say, and I did. I took privates. I paid for privates with yeah. Tarsus and stuff, and I felt like that was really beneficial too. Um, but not until maybe you know middle blue belt, I, where I felt like there was no like gaping holes. There was like I remember stepping onto the competition mat sometimes and being terrified. Because someone would have said to me, like, well, if you get in this position, what are you going to do? And I was like, I have no idea. Any move from that position. Hmm. Like, I will do my best, but I don't know a move. And now I feel like I've seen most things, and I feel like I at least know a jujitsu movement to do from most positions. I might not execute it very well, but I'm at least aware of the jujitsu moves from most positions, let's say. Something so like what that. got you into competing? Because you're definitely, even at this gym, I don't know what it was like at East Orlando, but there are very few people that compete regularly, and you're one of them. Mm -hmm. So what got you into that such an early part of your jiu-jitsu yeah, you journey? Did you compete when you were with Gracie Baja? No. I went to one competition, and I did not compete. Okay. Yeah. So we had gone out to the Kissimmee Civic Center, and I went with the, with the group. Everybody went. And I think we had Marcius in his shirts and stuff. And that, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did, not, I did not compete at that event. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when I came back, okay, so yeah, there's like a philosophy conversation here, right? So let's do it. Yeah. Yes. That's what we're good at. <laughs> that is, so, that's why we started early. Yeah. After, after I got my PhD and became extremely disciplined in my approach to, to things, I realized that if you set your mind to something, you could accomplish great things in small incremental steps forward. Like that was probably what I learned at the PhD. It was like, if you apply your will, you can do lots of things. And what, is, I forget the saying, it's something along the lines of, we overestimate what we can do in a short period of time. Oh, that, that's like uh, John Donahue says, we overestimate what we can do in five months and we drastically underestimate yes. what we can do in five years. You got it. Oh, that's, that's, I've, I've, be, wow. 
Yeah, so there's some truism that, there, that, that, and that's, that's, awesome. that's reset a lot of different, but absolutely. So when I came back, I said, my commitment to myself was that I will stick this through to, to the black belt. Unless, barring physical injury that I can't train anymore, you, that's the goal. You will make it. And I saw competition as a way to sharpen my game towards achieving that goal, keeping it interesting. And it was really hard, and it made me really nervous, and I wanted to attack that. And so I competed as much as I could because I was like, still nervous, still nervous. Dude, you're, you're terrified. Go again, go again, go again. Chase that. Face your fear, basically. And when you, when you go to these tournaments, given like your size, um, how many people are in mm-hmm. your brackets typically? Yeah. So I've settled in on um, IBJJF competitions largely because I think they are the most well attended for my bracket. And so I'm a master three now and previously I was a master two. So master two is 36 to 40 master three is 41 to 45. And then my weight division is yeah, either super heavy or ultra heavy. And when I did some not IBJJF tournaments, there'd be one other guy. Now there's never been fewer than four. And the most I think I've seen is like eight to 10 guys. Okay, so you're gonna get like two to three matches. Yeah, if okay. you win the gold, you beat three people. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's great. So yeah. And how many have you done? Um, I think we got pushing ten competitions total You've done now. Ten IBJJF competitions? No, no, ten total. Six or se- now seven IBJJF tournaments. I would say. So you yeah. have like the card and all that. I do have a membership nice. card. What's the What's the <laughs> farthest you traveled to do a tournament? New York. You went to New York? Yeah, I, I wore my New York Pro T-shirt. Oh, today. that's awesome. Okay, yeah, rock on. Yeah, so I went with Tarsus and um, Laborio's nephew, and um, his name is probably Hadolfo. No, <laughs> like or, or, yeah. it's, it's one of those. And then some of Tarsus's buddies from Tampa. Okay. And we all took different flights, so we we got an Airbnb up there together in Brooklyn and or no in the Bronx, and then walked to the SUNY University and competed there and stuff. So how much Portuguese do you actually speak? Very minimal now. I was practicing really hard. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. I really wanted to become bowl, fluent in it. acai bowls did you eat? Quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I buy it and put it in my protein shakes periodically. Do you really? They sell frozen acai at Publix. It's, it's like bitter as fuck, right? It almost has no flavor, yeah, by oh, itself. it has no flavor, okay. It's very bland by itself, um, so it goes in well with but the But nutritionally, shakes. it has a bunch of... Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like a... It's like as black as this table, right? Like, yeah, it's a really dark like purple paste dense. or something. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Um, so did you, when's your next competition? What do you think? I don't know. Um, I was looking at it. So the ones I've traveled to the most are Atlanta and Miami. And there'll be two or three of those every year at each location. So you could, you could between the one or two Orlando events and the approximately three Miami and three Atlanta, you could compete in this local area about eight times a year, IBJJF, if you wanted to. Damn, there are that many. Yeah. There'll be a, like a spring, a summer, and a fall. So there's going to be one, what, one in Orlando, one in Miami, one in Tampa for Florida? I don't know if there's a Tampa event. What about Jacksonville? Do they have one in Jacksonville? I haven't seen one in Jacks. The only, the Even only though it's Florida's like the most populous city in... What? Jacksonville? Well, oh, well, no. It's, there's no way. There's no. just coffee. There's ports and coffee factories. I want to look that up because I do think Jacksonville is like pretty. Orlando's ju- got to be more. For jujitsu? Oh, jujitsu. No, I'm, no ta- I'm talking yeah, about. No, no, I'm not talking about just strict population. Ah, uh, yeah. It's got to be like Miami, Orlando, Tampa, Tampa and like. That's Maybe it. Jacksonville? Jacksonville, I think, is a relatively small city. Or like Tallahassee, right? Maybe. But um, 
So counting students, if you go to Tallahassee now, did you you've you've competed considerably less here at at ATT Orlando <clears throat> than you did at ATT East Orlando, right? Yeah. So um, just life, I think, a little bit. Sure. Um, yeah, you've, you've been through a lot in I the past. I did. Oh, but okay. So I, I pulled up something on my phone that has Jacksonville number one at nine hundred thousand, wow. but they're drawing a really small metropolitan area. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think for Orlando, like they have Orlando. Orlando everybody commutes in Orlando, right? Yeah, so, so they have 285. So they're not doing the, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like what Tokyo, it's like if you do a really dense thing of Tokyo, yeah, there are millions. But if you do like the Tokyo Narita area, yeah, 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 then it's, it's like, like multi-million. So like everybody goes into Orlando. Nobody actually lives in Orlando. So properly. maybe I'm right, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm right. I don't know. Like you factor in like Claremont and Altamont, Mm -hmm. you know, like all the suburbs, yeah, Yeah. all the the springs, all the springs around, (laughs) all the springs in the parks that are around. So you, so was, did you think you competed more when you were with East Orlando because of the culture? Like, because you had a close relationship with Tarsus and he's big on competition, I guess. I think that was a little bit of it. I, I, I think I pushed that competition culture personally. Yeah. You You'd have to ask, right? But, um, yeah, for sure. I told Tarzis right away, I was like, I want to compete. Right. And he was really enthusiastic and, and was competing himself quite a bit at the time yeah, yeah, yeah. due to his visa status as an athlete. Is it, can you do that? He had to, actually. Really? Yeah, so his, I'm sure his visa status is different now, but at the time he was here on an athlete visa, and so competitions were part of maintenance of that visa status. <laughs> so he needed tournaments and medals and stuff. To I didn't like, know that you could be an, I didn't, I didn't know yeah, you could I have a visa yeah. as an athlete. Yeah. I always thought it was like special skill or something. Yeah, yeah. like how does that... Hmm, interesting. That's I cool, think it was though. sponsored by Laborio. Okay. Yeah. Okay, um, so... Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, that, that was... That would be why he puts like hashtag Laborio Legacy. Yeah. Because like <laughs> building and keeping that visa. <laughs> the like, 2000... Take so, that immigration. 2019 competitions, I think, were just two. I did 2018 Miami in November and got DQ'd. Oh, is that the single the leg re- X yeah, thing? Uh-huh. Wait, the single re- leg X? That was the re- there's like the guy. The guy he's moved. in single leg X, uh-huh. and then he takes his outer foot and self reaps, and then says, "Ah, ah!" She DQ'd. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what? Hang on. He he reaped himself and using yes. his leg. So he so John was in single leg X. Uh-huh. Okay. The guy was standing. Yep. The guy took the foot, the outside, the outside foot, foot that's on the hip, and he brought it all the way across There's to initiate a reap. And this is curious. not, the, I've heard this story yeah. multi, from multiple people. Like, this isn't not an uncommon story that like, occurred so at the tournament. Yep. Yes. Ah! <laughs> yeah. He didn't make any noises, but um, yeah, she immediately, there was a woman, female referee, and she immediately called time. Bye, oh. Yeah. And we, he, and I, he and I both looked. He, he didn't do it to get a DQ victory. Right, right. He was trying to, we were both super trying to confused. Guard, right? Yeah, mean. and I thought she was just resetting the position. And she lined us both up and, and raised his hand. And I said, what's that? This was 30 seconds into the event, by the way. I was oh like, my oh, my God. first match, 30 seconds. I was like, we're driving home. I was disappointed. <laughs> Dude, are you kidding me? There's no, got to be yeah. some sort of like I tried. playback. I did. I, I, I filed a complaint, but it didn't go anywhere. I got so the I heard Keenan Cornelius say that you have to stay on the mat if you want to contest something. The minute you leave the mat, it's uh, like it's over. You've agreed oh, really? to it. Yeah, or he's like, you need to stay on the mat and just keep harassing the ref, like not let another mm. match go on. Uh huh. And then maybe the head referee comes over and stuff. <laughs> it wasn't that's, that important, but yeah, I got yeah, robbed. I mean, like, so 
but you're a very um, like gracious person so it's like yeah know, it, it is okay. what it is and you know. he came over and apologized he was super confused he didn't know what happened the guy yeah, he was probably trying to leg drag you or something yeah uh, that's crazy but and, uh. so you know and then i had to renew my membership and that took a while because of getting the paper signed so the paper has to be signed by a black belt who is of a certified school oh yeah because because you had been training prior like before it was only black belts that were required to mm-hmm. carry a card now everybody. Now everybody does. So I had to get it signed by Lebo, and that just took a few months. And then the next thing that was reasonable was summer in Orlando, and I got first place there. And, and you were with us at this point. I was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was when I got first place in we'll Orlando. We'll take full credit for that. Yeah. Drive yeah. <laughs> fried. Yeah, that, you know, you guys helped my game a lot, and I was training with JB a lot then, and that was right when he moved. And then Jeremiah stepped up, and, I, dude, I've been super blessed, like, surrounded by it at every step of my jujitsu journey by people that have like taken an interest in me personally and help propel me to be whatever I am. You make that very easy to do. However competent I am, it's really been due to everybody else's paying attention and helping me. So I'm super grateful for that. So what, when you made the transition from ultimately here, Mm -hmm. what was your impression like, did it did it seem more of the same? Were there differences in terms of how things were structured, the training partners, yeah, the drunkenness? <laughs> well, you were just the like, alcoholism. You were something like on a Saturday, basically. Right? Yeah, at first, and then yeah. So what happened was, Kali at East Orlando was kind of like moonlighting, morning lighting there um, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then he was here Tuesday, Thursday in the mornings, right? And he said. John, you should come with me to my home school and, and train with us on a Saturday. And so that's how I started coming here on Saturdays. Oh, okay. And at yeah, the that's time, how I met you because yeah. you would be, oh, this guy comes in, this big Jack guy comes in on Saturday mm-hmm. and trains, mm-hmm. you know. And he's like a and he's like a four stripe white belt, or something, you know. And I was like, <laughs> how do you feel about? I call you Yoga John. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you call. I started calling him that. No, I, you didn't. Did yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> Everyone was like, "Who's John? Yoga John?" Well, because all mm-hmm. you like. Uh, what's funny is, even though you're Jack, it's it's a lot of your social media at the time at least was yoga centric, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, dude, this guy's like, do it. Like he's doing like, I wouldn't yeah. even like, a, I, I would call You're like, like a Turkish getup with your wife. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's right. That's like, right. Damn, bro. <laughs> I was yoga famous on Instagram for about five minutes. Were you really? Yeah. I hosted a bunch of uh, yoga tournaments and won some yoga tournaments. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> What's a yoga <laughs> tournament? I'm sorry. Not a tournament. Um, yoga challenge. Oh, okay. sorry. Not a, I didn't know there okay, was yeah. competition yoga at all. So it, yeah, it wasn't competitive, I guess, but like you would post pictures and then at the end of the challenge, so people would host the challenge and say for this week or this month, we're going to do these poses. And then you would take the picture every day with okay. the right hashtags and then they would select winners at the end. And so I won some gift cards what? and some yoga gear and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Did you get any Lululemon yoga pants? <laughs> no. <laughs> I won a bunch of um, aloe yoga stuff. And Aloe? it's a brand, A L O E. And like, I gave it all to my wife. Give you know. plants? Like, I got a gift card and I gave it all to Sarah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, that's in, that's yeah. in your, your Instagram handle. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, yeah. Yoga, yeah. 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 I was thinking about changing that. We haven't done a lot of yoga recently. I've really just all in I mean, on you jiu-jitsu. do yoga all the time here. We do. Yeah, just, we do. I mean, but it's, it's not like, it, yoga, it's not like it used to be. With isometric strength. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you were coming on Saturdays. Um, right. Right. And then. I think, I mean, it sounds like, just for me knowing you now, like the transition from East Orlando to here was actually not dissimilar from your transition just out of 
Gracie Baja, right? Like your kind of contract was going up and that sort of thing. It was winding down. Um, so a few things were, again, all kind of happening at the same time. My commitment there was winding down. I had fallen in love here for, um, to your earlier question about the differences in the instruction and like, to me, how you run your business matters a lot. And Paul, it's very clear, loves his school, loves his students, loves jujitsu. The curriculum is very organized and structured in a way that like helps me retain things. So doing, building off of a series of, we're going to do daily heaver guard or half guard or whatever it is. And then training through that position for weeks on end, I think is really beneficial for the learning process. And, um, Tarsus was leaving and I was, I was coming anyway, but, um, that was the one kind of last thing. And then he and I had like a heart to heart about it. And I was like, look, man, I got to do this. And he said, I understand. And so, yeah, that's how that happened. So what you're saying is you're a creonche. I'm a what? <laughs> a creonche. What is that? That's the, uh, it's C-R-E-O-N-T-E. It's uh-huh. like, the, it's actually uh, Carlo, Carlson Gracie coined the term. It's like, it's like derogatory for traitor. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. I'm just kidding, man. Well, dude, yeah. So I feel like <laughs> if you're invested in your business, then it's not a big, like it matters to me how you run your business. Yes. And in my opinion, Paul runs an outstanding business and I made a move based on that. That was, that was the main reason. And fit too, right? Like, I mean, we love having you here. Yeah. I love being here. I mean, (laughs) there's more people. There's like at any belt level, there are guys, my size guys, not my size that are talented. I get pushed in different directions all the time here in a way that like, I don't think you could recreate at most other, most other gyms. And so it's, it's actually, I love it, but it's also frustrating because I can't just approach every round the same way. And I felt like, well, if, if I got good at this one series of, of moves then I could apply them to everybody, but I don't think that's the case because there's guys that are 40 pounds heavier than me that are really talented. And there's guys that are 40 pounds lighter than me that are really talented. And each of those is a unique challenge. And that's what I really love about jujitsu is the puzzle and the yeah. challenge, you know, that's the addictive. <laughs> yeah. So if, if I could do five moves and beat everybody with those same five moves, I think I would be bored and find a new challenge, honestly. Or I would just not do those moves anymore. <laughs> Isn't that what ultimately <laughs> being a black belt is, though, at the competitive level? It's like you get uh, really at the competitive good. Level. At You're very good at five things. I mean, like, yeah. the same goes for like most sports, right? Even tennis. And if you watch yeah. like judo players, what up? most judo players, like, it, it's all about funneling, right? Like, you mm-hmm. funnel mm-hmm. people to whatever it is that you want to do, and you've just gotten very, very good at that. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think jujitsu is the same way. I mean, that's that's how you can do a study on like Leandro Lowe and see his passing mm-hmm. style, right? Because so what are what are some of the techniques that you've really kind of gravitated to? I I I don't like asking like what's your game, yeah. But like, what are the things you've enjoyed? Does all the all the time. But anyways, go on. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have a game yet. And to that earlier point, I don't think I have that ability to funnel people to my strengths yet. Um, but I'm excited to kind of develop that. And I think about that sometimes cause I watch guys that are really good at it. Like Brian McKenzie can just funnel you into his strengths endlessly. Yeah. And it's, it's impressive and, and annoying. Right. Um, I have forced myself to develop a half guard game because I was getting stuck there a lot in competitions. And that was one of my weak spots at first. And I, I lost a tournament because of that. And I got lucky and just power rolled this guy and, and won around because of it. 
Um, so I've really worked hard at building a half guard game, and I really like going to deep half guard. Yes, you do. Yeah, I yeah, love. I off love of, off of a guard pass. I love playing deep half. I do. Um, Even Paul met, called you out like the other day. He's <laughs> like, like it's a good big man uh, position, and he's like, he's like uh, Mackenzie's good at this. He's like, and Yoga John's getting better at it. Huh, you know, nice, so. Yeah. We all like cling out for those. Oh yeah, yeah. When you when you get a shout out for doing something well, like when he's mm. demoing a technique and he said so and so does it well, mm. you're like cool. you're like yeah, you, you get the <laughs> little gold sky, gold star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yours is yours is a. I, he doesn't said that about he me. Has, I think Fuck he said that. the frame right, like <laughs> like framing <laughs> off of like side control. I, think I don't think he said anything. <laughs> Mine was Z guard. Mm. Z guard. Mine was Z guard. Or my my left my left frame. Oh yeah. yeah. And yours is deep half, nice. or, or what yeah. was it? What was it? Yeah, it was deep half. Was it deep half? Yeah, like you, you pass guard, and like you immediately, you you shoot for that the the far leg that's not up against your hip, mm -hmm. and you can just immediately roll into deep half, and it's mm -hmm. super annoying. I'll shoot I'm like ah, three points. I'm like oh nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so I, we we love you at the gym, by the way, and now Thank you. so now you're Doctor Yoga John. Uh -huh. That's your new. That's the, what, what did you get? What do you have a PhD? Oh in? gosh, um, the degree is called biomedical sciences. So, I um, spent a lot of time building, figuring out how you could take neurons and muscle tissue out of animals and recreate the functional units on a cover slip. So, are you going to well above like, our pay grade? Like chimeras? Is that what the, <laughs> well, the goal at the is? Time, here? At the time, it was with rodents, and now we do it with induced pluripotent stem cells. So we took what what foundationally was an animal platform and turned it into a human based platform. Really? Yeah, but we don't do like fetal stem cells, so you know, no one come chasing after me. Yeah, right? yeah, could, yeah. could we like? Yeah, I was gonna say like. <laughs> If I have a shoulder injury, could you like inject me with some stem cells? I couldn't, but we work on those kind of things. Okay, so now we got to, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> we collaborate with a lot of clinicians now. So we're into drug discovery and, and those types of things, regenerative medicine. And that, that's the broader field is how can you make these things regenerate effectively? So how, just out of curiosity, in the realm of technology and like commercial use for this, how far along are we mm. in terms of like legitimate medical application. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you can already get stem cells injected into your knees and stuff like that. Right. And I've heard people say this changed my life. And I've heard other people say nothing didn't work at all for me. So, um, and then the more like specifically focused approaches, it's still pretty far away. I would say. Is it because like, say. just from not my own personal experience, but somebody who a friend of a friend sounds terrible to say, but like, they were sold on some sort of like stem cell therapy by <laughs> like a homeopathic medicine, mm -hmm. like cl clinician, if you can even call them that. Yeah. I mean, and, and homeopathy, I think we can all agree is not real, right? Like that's like diluting things. To I mean, get my mom, my mom does some homeopathic stuff. So I, I've been exposed to that to some degree. I mean, like it's so. I mean, it's I'll water, take water, right? Like you're diluting well, something to the point. So the big like, thing oh, for me, I don't know million? if it's. I would think it was. It, what was it? it was uh, arnica tablets? A what? Arnica tablet. Do you know arnica? I, I don't know. Okay, arnica is a cream that you can put on your skin. Kombucha. That will. Not yet. <laughs> 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 hasn't fermented. Uh, 
that takes away bruising. Okay. So if you if it, and and it for me it definitely worked. It's like if if I got a bruise like if I put it on one half of where I got hit like so that one half. We need to control. I'll bruise. I'll blacken one eye. Yeah. And blacken the other eye. Yeah. No, absolutely. All right, let's do this. <laughs> but <laughs> like, <laughs> I will say so. Then you can also take arnica. Uh, tablets and that's like because it's like 30x and 100x and that kind of stuff <laughs> okay and that yeah, yeah, yeah okay but, but, and it's it's a cream that's diluted to that much no the cream i don't that's the thing it's like i i've used the cream more but you can also take the tablets and that to me maybe i'm wrong but i thought once you have the like 30x and 100x i feel like you're talking about homeopathic medicine mm-hmm. at that point i mean so like let's just put it is like to the to the I'm not I'm not gonna debate the merits I'm just gonna say like I've been exposed to it (laughs) so I'm so yeah so like I guess my question to you is um in terms of stem cell research and stuff like and for commercial use is it because it's is it like USDA approved and that sort of thing where you can like as just some sort of homeopathic doc doctor can just administer it like you just buy this stuff nowadays or or like yeah, you'd have to have a license, I think, to inject somebody with stem cells, but yeah, I'm not okay. an expert on those things. Really? Okay. Yeah. I just feel like we have this holy trinity between Mike, Javon, and John here. So this... We've got the medical things covered. I know, we've got like the, like the far end, like stem cell reach, which is like deep, my knee is all fucked up, and we got Javon, who's like trauma unit, and we got Mike, who's like, how are we going to rehab you? Exactly. Like, this is awesome. Like, and I'm going to blow my nose, excuse me. <laughs> Keeping it real. So, I don't know what he's talking. He's, he's rambling. What are you doing over there? He's on the other side now. He's running everywhere, and he's got his gi pants. So, um, going back to your transition uh, to to, into our gym here, what was it like when you, stopped, when you started training more than just every Saturday? Like, at, like how frequently, what, what's your training schedule right now? Mm, okay. Yeah. So I've always trained either, either place, right? Mm-hmm. Four to six days a week. I would okay. say right now I'm getting four to five, four is my minimum. Mm-hmm. Five is roughly my maximum. So that right now is looking like my, my everyday days are Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. And then depending on meetings and different things, I can get here on Monday in the in afternoon. The m- at 11, Monday at 11. At 11, yeah. And then if I'm like, if we're getting ready for a tournament, I will come on Fridays at 11 also. Okay. Yeah. But right now, it's consistent four and periodically five. And what's interesting about that, that training schedule is that you, you get a slew of instructors mm-hmm. over, because the mornings are taught by, like the Tuesday, Thursday, 6 a.m., You've got Kali, Chris, and Tommy. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there pro- might be someone on Brian, I guess, too. Mm-hmm. And then on the weekend, you have Paul, typically. Yes. So have you been able to, because you said it's you like to be able to focus on a, a subject matter and kind of deep dive into it over the course of a week or two, depending mm-hmm. on the depth of the topic. Mm-hmm. Have you been able to maintain that across multiple professors, multiple coaches, week in and week out? And Chris is probably very keen on this because he's all about curriculums. Yeah. So Chris did a really nice job, I think, of, of keeping up with, with the um, nighttime curriculum. 
the daytime curriculum. So that was let's great. just call that the Paul curriculum. Yeah, Paul curriculum. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Chris is always very big on like, I went to class and here's what I learned from Paul and here's what's going on at the normal class schedule. Yeah. That way, when you come in Saturday Sunday and Paul's teaching, you're not totally lost. Right. Although. Saturday, Sunday sometimes is its own weekend curriculum. Yes. That Paul, like, for, like, over a course of a month, Saturday, Sunday, he'll teach something independent from what he's teaching Monday through Friday at night. But he will also be consistent with that from Saturday to Saturday Correct. Also. Yeah. But, like, I, and just to, I don't mean to, to cut you off real quick, but, like, that was sort of my goal, right? Like, as, like, when Tommy got injured and couldn't teach anymore. Mm-hmm. And there was sort of like this sort of void of instruction. <clears throat> like it was, and, and Spaghetti probably did a pretty good job of this because he would uh, occasionally come to like a nighttime class and like take notes. Yes. And I think he would like bring it to the morning class. He right? did. He took his responsibility seriously when he was teaching. And it, as he should, right? Yeah. And that's what, that was one of my things is, you know, I, I did it for selfish reasons just because I wanted more mat time. But also like the first couple of morning classes I took with y'all, I was like, I mean, it sounds like shitty to me to say, but I was like, what the fuck is going on here? You know, I was like, what, what is happening here? You know, like, I, I, I understand, like, there's a certain novelty to, oh, I saw this on YouTube, and let's work on it. But, like, how do you get better at something is by deep diving into it and really, mm-hmm. like, you know, exploring all the possibilities and the variations and that sort of thing. And you, you can't expect students to get better taking a buffet method of like learning saying like oh i'm gonna learn a little bit right here a little bit right here and just see what works for me at that moment versus like really learning why things work the way they do and why it would work in your game i also think if you made the argument that okay that person's just going to learn everything at once and develop those skills little by little so even at the end of 10 years they'll be at the same destination but they did it very, very small increment steps with all the different skills as opposed to making bigger steps in we did a De La Hiva section, so then their De La Hiva develops significantly over that period of time. Then they work on another thing. Someone could make that argument, I, but, I, but, but yeah, I disagree yeah, with yeah, it, yeah. though. I'm using that, I'm, I'm saying no, that yeah, hypothetically yeah. Mm-hmm. because I don't think training, like you said, a la carte or buffet style mm-hmm. leads to, in the workout world, gains that stick. Like you, it's like you won't make exactly, ga- you won't yeah. make gains that actually stick around. It's like you start to get a little momentum on this YouTube thing, and then you're onto something else, and you regress back to where you were. So you nothing ever gets started, and you end up being stagnant. And what you probably get good at is the bullshit you well bullshit, but the stuff you do when rolling. Mm-hmm. I mean, so like I would look at it because you. So what do you? You weightlift for what? What protocol do you use for weightlifting? Do you use like a bodybuilding? Protocol like powerlifting, not not to break it up into to different mm-hmm. like protocols, but I mean you know I mean like because I see you do front squats, which is a very Olympic weightlifting thing. Mm-hmm. You also do back squats. You also do deadlifts. You know I, I don't see you do like cleans necessarily. No, I don't do cleans. I try to keep those fundamental like strength lifts in okay. there. So squat, bench, deadlift, and then some accessory exercises. My lifting. So I did do the bodybuilding program. Like, like, like single joint mo- movements mainly and that sort of well, thing. Well, I would always do some complex joint movements. I mean, I think bodybuilding is, is, is much more than um, what it maybe was thought of to be in the 80s or something okay, like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Preach your girl bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah, like, yeah. Arm blaster. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So, um, but largely now I focus on complex joint exercises, whole body type of movements, and then I'm lifting four days, three to four days a week. Right. And so like, and you have, and I'm just, I'm relating this back to what you were talking about. Like I've always felt as though, and not to disparage CrossFit by any means, but like they do like everything right versus like somebody who focuses more on a certain protocol and achieving certain gains tracking them and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing right like that's how you get better at something and that's something that dorian yates actually said which is like i do like five different things and i just try to get better at those five because i feel they do they do a lot of like Mm -hmm. benefit for me versus like doing 20 different things all the time how do you know if the next time you do a certain thing like let's say buffet style i'm working half guard for an hour a day mm-hmm. like and you don't want to even touch it again until three weeks from now like there's no you've lost so much and you'd have to basically retrain yourself so that, that's why i'm like anti-buffet method yeah and i think that's why to, to go back to your morning thing like i, I wanted to bring that to the morning class and mm-hmm. i think you know you appreciate that which i that, you know thank you yes so it's um, very important I mean, and when you think about like theories of learning and memory, this is well documented, right? Like (laughs) we know how people learn and they don't learn as effectively just picking and choosing random things. I mean, you'll get better doing jujitsu that way because I mean, just training jujitsu, you're going to get better, right? But you're not going to get as good as fast and you're not going to develop that fine skill set required to maybe execute this at a competition level or at a high level or at a higher level against a higher level guy. Right. So like I can do, I don't know the Baron Bolo, but I'm not good at it because I don't practice it anymore. And guys that are working on that right now are super sharp and super clean at it are killing me with it. Right. And so that's the difference. Like I can, and I'm, I'm like, I think I would say I'm like moderately kinesthetic in terms of my learning and so I can pick stuff up relatively quickly and there's probably guys who are super kinesthetic learners and they can see it once or twice and now they're really, really good at it. But that's not me. I need to rep a technique over and over again to really like ingrain it into my like muscle memory bank, let's say. I mean, I think there's something to be said for being able to recreate the, the movement in a drill after seeing it. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to have it actually be a response to that situation when you're live. Like, I think just being able to see it and be like, oh, I get what they're doing and I can do it. Like, I can copy the movement, but does it actually come out of me in the re- as the right response to the situation? That actually, you have to drill that. Yeah, mm-hmm. You have to. You have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah Like, for that sure. doesn't come, like, all, all that saves is being good there just saves you the point of, like, what is that movement? Like, not being that clumsy person that's, like... <laughs> Yeah. As you said, like, go left, and they go right. Oh, yeah, oh, God. <laughs> Zig, <laughs> and they zag, and you're like, ah! Yeah, so, <laughs> we, Noah and I had a little brief discussion yesterday about, and I, it's, I, I often forget, like, just, I need to put myself in beginner's mindset, right? And I've been doing something, whether it's martial arts or athletically, since the age of 11. And, like, for people who haven't done that for a consistent period of time, like, I forget, like, or or it came to light the other day that people barely even know like the what the perspiration is like your own body awareness mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um of right like word. left and right and oh, yeah. it's very frustrating to to sit there and all right now keep your feet where they are and turn left 
and then they don't yeah. do that. They yeah. move both feet and they turn right. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, yeah. God damn it! You know, yeah. it's just like I, I, it's. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I was I was told about the term athletic genius when I was a kid. You know, not at me, but I'm just saying I was exposed to that term, and I do think that that I think that's an appropriate term for people have you know very good body awareness mm-hmm. you know and i and i think that people that have done sports or some sort of physical activity before doing jujitsu or any it's like almost learning a language it's like if you've started to exercise your muscles the athletic muscles mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff like an athletic base that's common across oh, yeah, all yeah, sports yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. they can at least relate to that and probably are more quick to assume the correct positions right, right, if they've right. had prior prior experience in any athletic endeavor as opposed to someone that hasn't. So I, I, I take my hat off to anyone that picks up a sport for the first time, especially if it's, let's say, jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. later on in life, you know, because you haven't trained your body to, you haven't connected the brain, you haven't the wiring from your brain to your muscles and your movement mm-hmm. is not as finely honed as people that have done athletic things before. Yep. So it's and, probably, yeah. So it's like, do a front roll, and they're like, huh? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. To take it back to the bodybuilding thing for, for just a second, that like front end gains that every new body, like new yeah. workout people see, that's actually the majority of what those gains are is actually just like an improvement of the mind-muscle connection. And then that grinding phase when people mostly quit is when they're actually finally starting to really work out. Right. Do you, and I think so it's the same you, idea as what you're getting at. So is just, like, do you feel as though, like, just from weightlifting or for even jujitsu standpoint, like, a big part of it is the gains are learning the skill of doing it. Not those the are the actual. initial gains. Okay, all right, right? I got you. All right. To, your, to the point about, like, a brand new person never, never done anything athletic before comes to jujitsu the first time, and they're struggling because they don't, they've never built those, those connections right, right. before. And so that'll be the first biggest improvement that a new like white belt would see is they're just like learning how to use their body like shrimp. And how many people have you seen that? Like literally they can't move they, their they, body yeah, they, in yeah. a shrimping motion. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Counterintuitive. So, and it's just, um, yeah. Or forward roll or whatever. Right. So, and then you get to that phase where now you are grinding. I don't like the word grinding, but that's a reasonable analogy for it, I guess. So, I feel like, because we've had, uh, I would say our, we've had our conversations, John and I, especially JB, mm. would, we'd sit around and things get pretty philosophical pretty fast. <laughs> oh, let's go there. So I was actually, and I would, I, I don't think I'm out of place in saying that you view yourself at least to some degree as a martial artist now. Absolutely. So what has jujitsu, especially now that you've, like you said earlier, like you're committed to getting a black belt barring something traumatic, you mm-hmm. know, interfering with that. What, uh, what has jujitsu done to your lifestyle now that it's an established pillar of it, you mm-hmm. know, where it wasn't there before? Hmm. It is the, so I look at jujitsu as the physical, it's a mental thing too, but it's like, this will be the like, ultimate physical expression of my willpower with myself. So I did it with a PhD academically with my brain, right? And I proved something to myself there. That's really what that was about. And now I want to kind of accomplish the same thing with my body. Is that getting at your question? No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. 
And yeah. why? Why did you? Don't worry, I don't have an answer sheet oh, yeah. here. Like, no, no, like, yeah. ching, you got it right. <laughs> actually, actually, so, address the question. So, why jujitsu versus like another martial art, like kickboxing? I you know, like another live f- martial art. Right. Oh, oh, another live martial art. Yeah, like something. You know, I mean, let's take. Are, are you gonna uh, use it? I'll you, do it. <laughs> let's take like something like taekwondo out of the picture, because <laughs> right? like, that's not. I mean, yeah. not that it's not a martial art, but like it's just. I don't think it challenges Tell us people degree, physically. Emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, it, it doesn't challenge you. I, 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 it's one of the things with jujitsu where I don't think people really understand it until they experience it themselves. Mm-hmm. Like the true challenge and how mm-hmm. it, you know, it, it, it. Well, okay, and and I haven't done taekwondo, but I feel like there's also a certain bond that exists between jujitsu practitioners, especially yes. when they roll. It's like you know how, I mean, this is a, this is going to sound like slightly overly dramatic, but it's like the classic example of like two MMA fighters that have bad blood they fight and now they hug each other and sure you know like they just shared an intense moment together as weird as that sounds definitely you know so it's not uncommon for people to do jujitsu to really talk about in those terms about it this is how i connect with life this is how i connect with people that sort of thing actually brought it up john is like when no and i had that conversation about like these sort of like individual sports that sort of have that weird subculture where like people just really latch on to mm-hmm. stuff. And mm-hmm. you had said, you know, we completely disregarded it because we don't do it ourselves. But like yoga also has that, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you, do you feel as though what you get from jujitsu is even greater than that of what you get from yoga? Different. So a good yoga class would. You, I do it in jujitsu too. So the other thing I'm kind of chasing, I guess, is like that Zen space or that like no mind space where like time is gone and you're just like, what just happened? It's been an hour. How is that possible? I found that harder and harder to find that space as an adult where when I was younger, I felt like it was really easy to go there with like a video game, for example, and I could just like lose time playing video games. I can't anymore or like lose time watching a movie really, really hard or a show really, really hard books, um, yoga and jujitsu. Like those are my like, whatever the word is for it, no mind, Zen space. Yeah, Yeah, that mind space. And I really love going there because my mind is very busy. And (laughs) so to turn that off is fantastic. Yeah. So given that, how do you, do you need to sort of reconcile with the order that's imposed by jiu-jitsu tradition stuff Reconcile? like belt systems i love stuff it like, okay you like yeah yeah. So, so, yeah okay so you guys I, I was like i don't think i fully addressed the question um so there was a comparison being made to like yoga versus jujitsu. Mm-hmm. so part of the reason not that i bailed on my personal yoga practice but we walked away from our like part my wife and i are acrobatic yoga practice was I was tired of the fact that there was no order, no discipline, nothing. It was just like a bunch of people would go to the park and do whatever. And it was fun, but there was no like metric by which anybody was getting better. And people that had no idea what they were doing would come over and try to offer you all kinds of counsel. Okay, we're going to go somewhere. I love the... I'm very discipline oriented in my personal life. It's very evident. That you and I love that. And I mean, I think you guys have probably heard me like, if you're instructing today, I will do my best to refer to you as yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. Like we're going to do this. Yes, sir. Nice person too. It's like, partly it's- that, but I like, I take the discipline of martial arts very seriously. Personally, it doesn't matter to me that like we don't or that people don't, but like for me, it right. matters. 
and it's an element of like respecting the professor on the mat. Even if I'm not like best friends with the person, I respect that position. Galvao would love this guy. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so moving forward, John, you shall forever refer to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like it's hard because like Paul and I are building like a friendship. I would say sure, over time, yeah. and and there's moments where I feel like I'm talking to Paul, my friend, and there's moments where I feel like I'm talking to Professor. Well, and I have to like, yeah, that, that's exactly right. right. Like, that's yeah. I see there, I, there's a distinction there for me. And um, so I try so to take it that's an interesting thing, right? Like because like, I don't know if, did, how much of that podcast did you listen to that I sent you a link to with uh, Thornton and Howder? How about half it? I kind of gave up. So, but like the first five minutes of it, I think sums up what kind of what we're talking about here really, really well is like Howder gave Matt Thornton his black belt mm-hmm. and like, but they've always sort of like seen each other as peers because you know, how does a dirty dozen one of the original American black belts, which I think has a considerably different take on jujitsu and the belt system and whatnot nowadays than like the tr- like hardcore Brazilian style, right? And like he's like, you know, I had literally just been doing it longer, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's why. So mm-hmm. like, I appreciate that, and, and this is. I can't speak, I'm putting words in their mouths, but like the, the notion that I got from it was that like, we're both in it together. We're mm-hmm. both learning together. Mm-hmm. I've just been doing it a little bit longer. Right. And, and I think that's a very Western view of things. And I think that's awesome. Me too. Um, I think that's true actually, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it's just, we're, we're in it together. We're yes. both learning together. I mean, I'm the same dynamic little, exists between Lachlan and, and Craig, Craig Jones. Jones. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a, a, one that Paul's really good at here is he doesn't like to dictate to, to try to tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he doesn't like that little bit of hero worship that's often involved mm-hmm. with traditional martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I, I didn't mean to sideline that. But um, so you, you do like the, you like the hierarchical yes. end of things? I do. Yeah. You, do. you like lining up in, in, in order and then slowly watching yourself <laughs> move right to left and forward. I guess. I mean, it's, it's not about... I mean, it's cool. Yeah, like, it Don't get me cool. wrong, it's cool. No, 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 I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just... I mean, but it's, it's... I'm not trying to, like, exert my dominance over other people. No, like, you're not. You're self, not, like, saying, get back there, white this belt. This is a self like, thing. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, like... So there'll be times when everyone will try to, like, within the blue belt line, line up by how many stripes they have. And I feel uncomfortable sometimes if somebody who had one less stripe got the better of me today and then lines up behind me. I'm like, no, no, dude, we should switch spots today. You, you aren't to be over here today. So you're a meritocracy guy, but at the same time, you're trying to like reconcile that with like stripes. Well, I think it, it is a, a meritocracy. Or a, So do you guys know Jordan Peterson? I'm familiar with it. He calls it a competence hierarchy. We don't have a dominance hierarchy. We have a competence hierarchy. The person who knows the most and who is the most proficient should be at the front or something. And and it requires buy-in from all the participants, right? Like, I don't want to push it on people. I don't really care where everybody else lines up, but I want to line up in the position that reflects my competence at this sport. And I appreciate that that's the way that we all have agreed to these set of standards. But you're saying even on that day, though, like... If somebody had one less stripe, but they got you the better of that, just that mm-hmm. one day, that yeah, one yeah. time, like right. you'd be okay with them standing. 
I mean, that's like yeah, a yeah, super definitely. micro level yeah, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of competence. It doesn't hierarchy. matter to me if they still want to line up on the other spot, but right, I right. noticed that and I'm like, mm, not today. I should be right. in the, and oh, we should switch yeah, today. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that, that's actually, that's yeah. awesome. Like I, Every time I go into a role with John now, it's going to be like, this is for who gets to stay on the left. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the left. <laughs> it, it occurs to me, there's days where I'm like, Noah definitely got the better than me. I should not be where I am. And I think we have the same stripes now, but... I yeah. don't know. Maybe there was a minute where I had one more than you or something, and I, that that would happen. I'd be like, I don't. This is not where I should be today. <laughs> I don't deserve this. I don't deserve of it. Noah and John, uh, <laughs> let's get there. Are you gonna stir the oh, <laughs> This is the one major skill I've learned from Paul. Um, so, <laughs> so John, let me ask you. Where do you calibrate your strength levels? Because I'm going to put... Okay, so we'll, we'll, I'm going to go back to my Marvel series, like, two cards of, like, strength levels of, like, different superheroes. And, like, the Hulk's, like, ten, right? And, like, the thing is, like, seven or eight. Um, Isn't Phoenix, like... Yeah, that, that's energy projection. Oh, sorry. Stuff, so. She's anyway, the strongest energy. mutant, right? Well, I mean, like, with the Phoenix Force, yes. Yes, okay. All right, so... Um, and, well, isn't her son, like... Isn't, like, there's, like, a yeah, summer... Yeah, cables, like, Nate... Nate so, <laughs> we, we, we don't need to go there. That's a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's a way different. That's a different subject matter altogether. Because I can go there with all the different like timelines, but um, <laughs> but so like I would rank you like we can all basically agree to this point. Jeremiah Hulk ten. Yes. Right. Like he's the strongest guy I've ever touched in my entire life. Like period. Yeah. Period. Yeah. 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 And the strongest man I've ever laid. And hands he's on. very good at like using his sliding scale to calibrate his strength to whoever it is he's going with. He's very generous in that He's way. very, very generous. Like, <laughs> well, he um, wants to do jiu-jitsu. Exactly. Because he doesn't right. have to. <laughs> exactly. And he's he the guy. Crush, he, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just like the juggernaut, right? Like yes. He's, um, I would say you're a good solid nine. I, I've felt it before. <sighs> yeah, I'm how, relatively strong. How do you gauge when you're rolling with somebody? Mm-hmm. At what point do you say like, hey... I need to use a little strength. Mm-hmm. I need to use more technique. Or like, how do you... Because yeah. you're considerably stronger than Tarsus, 90% of the people. Yeah, Tarsus really, really worked hard on me with that. You're using too much strength. You're using too much strength. You're going to slow down your jiu-jitsu progression because you're not executing the technique correctly. And I think he's right. And I try to use as little strength as possible, although I'm sure that's not completely possible. Um and I like I've heard you guys talk like if I do a move and I didn't execute it correctly I'll give up the position like with Tommy was talking about that yeah, on yeah, time. I, I do that all the time I like, will I will do that as well so if well, okay. I felt like I muscled you on a sweep I will not aggressively complete the transition to the dominant position because I don't feel like I earned it and I should suffer for that like and that, we need to have a different conversation about this because yeah I, I would, view I the would just finish it. Matt as very very differently than most other people because I'm here to compete. That like I don't care ever if I win here ever. I want to win, but I didn't come here to win. I came here to practice. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah, and so I don't want to like reward myself for doing things poorly on the practice mat. But that I, I will, don't agree with. But I will definitely muscle it and. And and go all like I will take everything on the I competition. Mean, the, the, away fact from that, the fact that I'll you're all. The, the fact that you're recognizing that <laughs> that's that's 100% that to me is all that matters. Yeah. Like whether you like mm-hmm. this sort of penalizing yourself. Okay, let let me let me qualify it a little bit. To interrupt. Sorry. If it's with you or someone at, or above my level, I would keep it. 
you still earned it right? but like, like with with a low i think this is more like a lower level guy like i'll remember like muscling a scissor sweep with a white belt and feeling really not comfortable with that because against the lower level guy i really want to be perfectly executing the technique but like with somebody who could easily destroy me like i got to take whatever i can get right with mike and, and noah and stuff like that well like i go back to something jb told me when i was early on as a white belt where he just he was trying to tell me to like not be as tense mm-hmm. and he said try to do everything with the least amount of effort possible mm-hmm. so that when you're in a so to feel and i've said this before on the podcast to feel exactly the pressure points the leverage points and all the techniques because if you're tense it obscures that it clouds that that feeling mm-hmm. and then once you have that calibrated through a bunch of practice of being very precise and really trying to almost like uh, let's say uh, my best example, like doing like a pendulum sweep where you're just like nudging, 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 nudging nud- yeah. until the person just tips over or a butterfly where they just tip over. It's not like they go flying through the air, but they just tip over. Then when that's calibrated, then you can up the force mm. and now really move people because you're, you're able to move them with little pressure, little force. Have you been successful at, at integrating that into your... I think I'm, I, I mean, I think I'm pretty relaxed when I roll. Mm-hmm. I can say, like, I bail just using that. Like, I, I have like, to that, frame that's with... literally how I roll all the time. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you guys, yeah, yeah. I'm like... I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like Captain Inching, right? Like, I... <laughs> like No, like, literally. Like, I, I always The think Asian inchworm, they call him. <laughs> I mean, like, I always sort of try to use the, like, the Hicks and Gracie philosophy about things of, like, I'm going to try something. You're going to know that it's coming. You're going to see that it's coming. Mm-hmm. And in an ideal world, like, you shouldn't be able to stop it. Like, the avalanche, like, sort of approach to things. And, like, I, that's how I try to approach my jiu-jitsu. I'm, I'm having to change it up now because, like, I, I've always kept it in my head, like... You got to defend that belt now. Well, I yeah. <laughs> But, like, like, having to use athleticism to complete a move is cheating. It's sort of, like, my thought process. Like, the jiu-jitsu, the, I, I, maybe I'm getting too, like, silly and, and romanticizing it. But, like, the ideal jiu-jitsu is... We should, I should be able to position my body relative to yours such that I should be able to do it with 1% effort. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my ideal, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's the essence of jujitsu. Obviously, that's... You got to defend the house, man, because if I roll with you now, and if I, if I get the better of you, then I get to sit in front of the class, and you have to be in the blue belt. But you knowing me, you should know that. You'd be like, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't... I'd be perfectly fine with that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so, but anyway, so that, that's, uh, it, maybe I'm taking your ideal to an extreme, but is that sort of what you're shooting for? Like the ideal technique, it should be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like there's this platonic, platonic ideal of like, let's say a scissor sweep of like yeah. every angle is perfect and whatever it is. And if I don't have it and I have to use a little bit extra, uh, mm-hmm. like that means I've done it wrong in my opinion. Yeah. I mean philosophically wrong but technically it worked i mean right? it worked right yeah, like, yeah, yeah. i disagree but yeah, with you though i mean i think i think i mean we talked about it in the last time it's like jujitsu in practice is no jujitsu in the wild is ugly yeah sure jujitsu in practice is elegant yeah. it's like that you have but to beautiful use beautiful jujitsu you have to use your you, elegant yeah but you have to elegant. but you have to use your attributes like yes, yes. if you're going against someone if you're going against someone that you're physically superior to and then yeah obviously you're not exerting yourself just by the fact that you're more physically dominant than that person, you know, when you're doing your technique. But if you're going with someone your size or bigger, then you have to use your attributes to succeed and move because mm-hmm. 
they can be doing well like they can have shitty angles for leverage shitty this shitty that. like i i can have jeremiah in a fully extended arm bar and i won't finish him i've experienced <laughs> you know, I, I know he this. will he will do us he will just do yes, a concentration curl, curl <laughs> on my entire body and do defeat that you and know exactly you're actually helping him. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's a good pump on my <laughs> so that's interesting like why do you think for example like strength gets a bad rap in jiu-jitsu Versus because it's a low key insult to the person's technique. No, but like versus like you never see anybody dog somebody for, man, that guy's really fast or that guy's really flexible, or he's got good hips. Like, why do you think strength gets a really bad rap? No, it doesn't get a bad rap. Strength is such a is such a huge attribute to grappling that it's the first thing people gravitate to if they want to undercut someone's technique. Mm-hmm. You'll never hear somebody say, "Man, like," because like that's the whole thing, right? Like we never said Chihuahua. That Chihuahua is so fast in his passing, you right. know. Right, exactly. You undercut your right. own technique, though, right? I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, that was Tarsus's big message to me. It wasn't? I don't think he cared necessarily if like I strength swept him. He right, th- right. he thought it was bad because I'm not developing my technique. And you're you can, not doing yeah. You can cover technique with strength, but I don't think you can cover a technique with speed necessarily or these other like you can't out flexy a, a, a scissor sweep, right? But you right, can yeah, muscle yeah. a scissor sweep. That's, yeah, that's okay. I think that's, that's the difference. And I don't agree. I, I, I like strength, and I don't think it should get a bad rap. And I, I liked what Paul said that one time was like, get stronger. Get stronger. Like, and if, I was like, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then maybe you should be the one getting stronger, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, and I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, but it's, it's just, it's, it's funny how, like, it tends to get that bad rap. But nobody, oh, definitely. Yeah, nobody does. ever says, like, that Yeah, you're, you're too quick. Oh, he's too fast. Yeah, right? like, agreed. Yeah. People somehow associate, like, flexibility and quickness with, like, better technique, but they'll never, they'll never, ever associate strength with mm-hmm. better technique which yeah. i think is it's, it's unfair yeah um practice use your technique yeah so we're competing me, you want to win yeah then it's it's all out right so yeah. how much do you track um because actually it's i think paul posted it first you posted it second mm. and then which led me <laughs> to i want to install a tracking app <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like I, I found this jujitsu tracking app, and, oh, nice. and I'm Captain Instinct. I don't even track my own like, like weightlifting workouts. Mm-hmm. I, I should, and I know it will give me a gauge and whatnot of where mm-hmm. I need to be, and that sort of thing. So I, I installed uh, three different weightlifting <laughs> or three different <laughs> fitness apps because like maybe I should metrics. Like maybe I would have been, <laughs> it would have taken me 15 years to get a, a black belt, and it would have taken me 10. Yeah. But like, so what do you track? In terms of like your weightlifting, your jujitsu, yeah. How do you how do you gauge things? Do you do you your look nutrition. back on it? Your nutrition? Do you so what do you keep journals on? Uh huh. Yeah. So training, yes. Lifting, yes. Nutrition, no. I've never marked my nutrition. I have no idea how many calories I eat in a day. A how lot. Do you, how do you track or how do you journalize your jujitsu? Um, I have a notebook at home. You do? Yeah. Okay. And um, then I type it up. I I, I like typed documents. Yeah. And do you, how often do you refer back to? Almost you, never. Yeah. But is I'm not one of those like hind. I don't tend to look back on the. What are you writing notes. though? Yeah, are you, exactly. are you writing like techniques? Are you writing feelings? Are you writing, like you said, roles? Like what do you? Yeah. No. Um, what techniques being taught and that's really about it. Like a key takeaway from it or something? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I mean, how I feel maybe. Um, I don't keep written record of like how poorly I trained or how well I trained or anything like that. Um, oh, like how do you t- even track 
like subjectively like how you felt that day or anything yeah yeah, yeah. i'll write okay. that down All like right. if i'm feeling good or not and stuff i should do more of it like body weight oh, track yeah. and we'll get motivated and take like little tape measurements and stuff like that but i don't i don't do that regularly yeah what is your protocol for increasing weight on the bar at the gym like if you've if you have a target number of reps you've gotten it do you increase mm-hmm. by five pounds the next time or something or that sounds right yeah I, I don't take that like super seriously either. I'm not like a gym rat with a notebook of like I did six reps at this weight and then two sets at with that X amount weight. of rest between. Yeah, I don't and I don't have a timer for rest or anything like that. Like I've done that before and found it to be tedious and something I just didn't keep up with basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so this is a question we've never asked someone before. Uh-oh. But you are <laughs> it, it's kind of it's kind of a was it? It's a kind of a narcissistic question. And I'm I'm borderline narcissistic, so Paul, you are one of the people that actually listens to this podcast. You're one of the two or three people. Yeah, I like the podcast. That that listens to the podcast. I do, yeah. So, are you all caught up? No, I'm a couple behind. It ebbs and flows right now, but I'm still, I think I haven't listened to the last two. We appreciate that, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what were your initial thoughts like how did you hear about it and what were your initial thoughts when listening to it honestly and, and, and I heard about it because we trained together <laughs> and I saw you guys over here with your mics and stuff and beer yeah um, um yeah well I mostly just wanted to support you guys so these are guys are my friends awesome. so I want to hear the podcast and um I, mean, my, I think that's cool but I, I don't think that's enough to like I mean, because you're taking time out of your day. Yeah, like we, yeah. we listen appreciate to stuff. That. Like, that's but, guns of butter, right? Like yeah. you could be yeah. projecting that time <laughs> I think something else. It's it's getting way better, right? So I mean, it's like the first couple episodes. I think we're like, hey, two guys with a mic, right? And two two guys with a laptop. <laughs> actually, I know the audio quality <laughs> took a jump, and I feel terrible because it's the first. The first episode is by far the most listened to because I think people just start with the first sure, one. Sure, yeah. But I almost want to go back and like change it, like just we to let you know. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just episode one. Yeah, yeah. Hello, Javon. How are you today? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so definitely the audio quality, but I, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I don't want to tar it. So keep keep going. Yeah, no, I mean, my other thought initially was like, because I know everybody that's coming on the podcast, this is really cool for me. But if you didn't know the people it might not be as interesting because at first, especially there were no like introductions of like who anybody was or anything like yeah, that. Like, have you guys even introduced that. yourselves? No, <laughs> like, he's not right? really. Like who is Chris Vu? Who is Noah John? Yeah. Right. So I think it's hard to get to know the people. Like that's what I think people are going to connect to is like, man, I feel like I know Noah because I listen. like when I listened to Jocko's podcast, I felt like, like I kind of knew the guy when I met him at the origin camp, I was like, I kind of know your story right, right. a little bit, you know? And so I think like those things could be like, and it's more now than it was before, but like who you guys are as people shining through is I think going to really like be an anchor for the podcast. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so what do you, because you're, you're very clearly a student and I, I, you will have your black belt for sure. Like you're, you're the, <laughs> to you. me the quintessential student, right? Like you're the perfect student when it comes to jujitsu or, or most things apparently now. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But like, what do you, what other jujitsu media do you consume? Right. Yeah. So the other thing I do um, pretty consistently work, gets in the way sometimes. Right. Yeah, and I have a wife and I like spending time with my thing. wife. So it doesn't always go exactly as I would plan if I were still um, a bachelor, but um, I wouldn't swap out my wife. <laughs> Nor my jiu-jitsu. wife or my child, you know? Um, but, um, I do whatever now because I have um, access to a lot of BJJ Fanatics videos that I purchased. Um, 
I will find videos that coincide with the curriculum that Paul is teaching and study that way at home. So if we're doing, you know, spider guard, for example, I will watch spider guard technique. For a while, I was watching just whatever technique, and it didn't matter. Like, oh, I really like this. And then Paul would be teaching something else, and that mismatch was really difficult because I would come in in my head going like, okay, I'm going to do, you know, this spider sweep today, and then we're doing half guard. And so no one's standing up, right? And I'm not good enough yet to, like, funnel somebody to spider. I would go home and be like, Sarah, I was going to do this spider guard sweep today, but I couldn't make anybody stand up. So I couldn't do it. So now I just watch videos that... Um, compliment what Paul's teaching cool. or if I'm suffering. So like I've been watching a lot of mount escape video lately because I got, I couldn't get out of mount and I've been noticing this problem of like, I would turn my back too much and give up the S mount on the elbow escape. And I fixed that problem. I think at least just by like, I'll study on a deficiency because deficiencies haunt me. I'll think about a, a, a mistake like all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so I don't need to write those things down because I will think about it for a while. Yeah, jujitsu practitioner through and through. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like laying in bed, it's like it's bad. It's oh, bad. No. Oh, yeah, like yeah. when I hug my wife, I'll sometimes be like, "I got double unders." Yeah, <laughs> yes. The memes are true, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. They are. I do. It. I do it yeah, I I recall like I think yeah. having a heel hook on someone and thinking that I was well beyond the point of like breaking pressure on them and them not tapping and me just being perplexed mm-hmm. for like. A couple of days, like actually, no, it took me a, a day, or, and then I, I, I think I figured it out of like what what was happening mechanically, but yeah, you, I've definitely obsessed over. I, I do that more in roles now. Like I'll be practicing, like we're doing deep half a little bit now, and I did something, and then the out, the expected outcome did not happen, mm. and for the next like three or four seconds, usually I'm pretty good about being in the moment. You know, the person's in side control on me, and I'm just kind of like framing, but I'm like looking off into the distance thinking, what the fuck happened? <laughs> like, could I stop here? him and bring him back? But most people don't even, I don't like, think it's hard that. to find people to be like, can you just retrace your yeah, steps? Yeah. It's like, like this that many people are mindful about. I've done that well, to people before. Super mindful, right? Because yeah. if you're truly living in the moment, then you're not remembering. I, I don't know. Like, is there, we, mm. we talk about the Zen state and mm-hmm. stuff, but like, and I, and I, we kind of talked about this the other day, and you, you were like, what? Um, that Sunday before either Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's, I forgot what it was, but we were all training early and I had talked about like, oh, yeah. I, I want to try an edible or I want to try a THC before mm, I roll mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. like, and you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, Guys work out like that. Right. Oh, I know. And, and maybe from my understanding, it's supposed to make you more mindful and just living in the moment and relying solely on your instincts versus mm-hmm. me like overthinking things and mm-hmm. just sort of like, and I think that's why I tend to hold a lot is because in my head, I'm already playing out the chess match. If, if I do this, mm-hmm. they do this, if they do this, then I'll do that and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, isn't that the exact opposite of being mindful and just purely living in the moment? And like, where's the balance in terms of like learning, right? I think what happens for, at least speaking on, from my perspective, it's, Training, unless I'm in a mood to just roll, training is a little awkward, always trying to funnel to positions or at least having a few things in mind for a number of positions. So at least I have my bases covered. So I'm with a guy who's like on top. I have a bottom thing I can work on. Mm -hmm. If I'm on top, I have something I can work on top, something like that. And I am thinking. And And then the ideal is that over time then that becomes 
uh, implicit instinctual. Mm-hmm. Is and I I know, <clears throat> not I don't I don't know I I'm not in your head, but I I suspect you do very much the same thing. Like yeah. you 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 train with purpose each role. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah. I I can tell. Like, I will come in some days and have nothing, and like if I've had a stressful week at work or a a bad thing or whatever at work, and I hate those days. Like if like. Usually if somebody says, hey, what, what, what are you working on right now? I always want to have an answer for that. And occasionally I won't. And then I, that's going to be a bad day. Mm-hmm. And I'll get crushed some days because my mind is just, I haven't had a chance to like reframe my mental focus to jujitsu like I would want to. Yeah. What else do you do for stress relief? For what? Stress relief. That's it. So jits, yoga, reading books, time with my wife, nice. time, with, time with my wife. I picked up a little nerddom in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I nerdy. picked up a little little comic book knowledge there. Yeah, I used to read comic books when I was a kid. Yes. Not so much anymore. Um, but I've kept up with the Marvel movies and Have stuff. You? Okay, and, yeah, it's yeah, a good yeah. it's a good venue. Yeah. Or, uh, Those movies I still enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I'll play a video game every once in a while, but I don't play like I used to. Like what I was, like what was your what was your vice back in the day, video game wise? I'd play a lot of first person shooters and a lot of like um, like questing role playing games. Like I played all the Final Fantasy series when I was a kid. Ooh. Any Diablo in you? I played the first one. I haven't played the other ones. I didn't care for so like gaming has kind of gone sideways for me with a lot of like the what they call it, microtransactions. Oh yeah, loot boxes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I couldn't get into that, and um, now I really like strategy games. Like, those you can stop and come back to. Right. The questing games where you're, like, in the middle of a dungeon with a bag full of gear and <laughs> you're supposed to be on some quest to kill a monster and then you can't play for a month and you're like, what cave, what monster, which direction am I going? Whereas, like, if I'm playing Civ, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Like, once now, you know the mechanics. Did you ever good. play World of Warcraft? I never got into World of Warcraft. Wow. Yeah, I missed that. Oh, really? That that you drew the line there? I had a friend who was like super addicted to it, and I was like, I can't, I can't. If I start this, I'll never graduate. That That was in my PhD. Well, I think it's funny because at the time, I never thought it would be possible that so many people would get into gaming. But as I got older, when I talked to people, a lot of people, especially when I was in grad school, Everyone had their moment of... Uh, oh, everything. And we sounded, as bad as it sounds, it did sound like we were all like ex-drug users. Like we had our moment, <laughs> you know what I mean? So when was, it's like, what was your, what was your um, moment of clarity or what was your catharsis <laughs> where you were like, you know, you're come to Jesus with the whole thing where yeah. you're like, all right, I'm, I'm done, you know? And so you just like... Lies? You said World of Warcraft was like, we'll not get into it. Mm-hmm. So that means prior to that was probably Final Fantasy 10 or 11. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. I played those. What was yours? I got... Sorry. No, no, I was just thinking about how I got back into gaming when Gears came out. The first Gears of War. But that's just to turn Bioshock. your brain off and just shoot shit Yeah, 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 game, yeah right? definitely. Like, Dude, I always love... Oh, yeah. I, I have fond memories, actually. Me and my... Right before one of my best friends met his wife, mm-hmm. he... Uh, or maybe when he was, but he was in Melbourne and I was actually crashing at his place while I was finding a job. Uh, after my world travels and stuff but in that period we played through because they had come out a while ago so there are like you could buy them for like five or ten bucks we played through the first three gears 
Oh my god! In co-op, and that was mm-hmm. a really fun time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had, I got that like that that gong that they play whenever you clear an area, <laughs> mm-hmm. just like imprinted in my head. <laughs> you know, know you know, gong. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, we're good. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's go grab another like drink. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was That's that. Funny. No, yours was after that. Like, when was your like got to tone down the gaming? So, I would say. You know, it's funny. It just happened kind of gradually over time. Like I'll have, yeah. I'll, I'll have, no, I'll have, I wouldn't call them relapses, but I can't, <laughs> I mean, they are relapses, I guess, but yeah. it's, it's, um, what I, what I liked, I, I really enjoyed like World of Warcraft and I played that for a lot of time, not as much as a lot of my friends did, but I got away from grindy games, even though they do addict, you know, like I can get addicted to them. I like shorter narrative games that are almost like movies Mm -hmm. you know or a book where i can have an experience and it ends and i can move on and try something else so i'm i've always played primarily on the pc and there are a lot of great independent titles like the correct so like braid yeah so like i don't know if you if you're familiar with any but like braid limbo these are games that i'd recommend to anybody swapper Vessel. Are you just making up words. Was no. Brave the one with the? There was a little female protagonist. Braid. Oh, oh Braid. Braid. No, yeah, Braid's a like, great. It's just this little dude, just kind of, yeah. and and there's time manipulation. So, Ooh. so it's it's just really like simple. That. But these are all games that you could finish in like less than eight hours. Right. And, or another one was a classic that I played, but a good demonstrate would be Full Throttle. The old LucasArts adventure game. Oh, really? Like that's like with the motor- 90s, right? But they did a remastered oh, okay, version right. recently, so you can actually see it with. They've redrawn the whole thing, so it looks nice. But those are the kind of things that are fun. Mm-hmm. John, I noticed. So, like you, I, I entered about five minutes late into the conversation. If that, not even. Not even. Okay, but like I think oftentimes people associate jujitsu with MMA, mm-hmm. right? Like I haven't heard you mention Muay Thai, MMA. Mm-hmm. Anything one time. So I'd love to do some Muay Thai. But because of the competition angle of right. my jiu-jitsu, it just it ha- it didn't make sense. It it's starting to make more sense. Time is the issue for, for me with Muay Thai. Um I like MMA, but I don't like follow it. Okay. Like like people. So do. you didn't start jujitsu because of like no. I, I think most people who join a gym originally have the intention of like, I want to do UFC. Yeah, no. And then they gravitate towards, and they try everything. They're like, fuck this. I don't like getting punched in the face. Mm-hmm. And they're like, jujitsu's fun. And they sort of stick with that. Like, yeah. That's sort of the, probably 90% of the people I am familiar with. But so, like, I haven't heard you mention that one time. So, yeah. that's, so you didn't join with the intention of doing MMA and then just gravitating towards jujitsu at all. No. It was, yeah, cool. it was the guy at the gym with the idea yeah, yeah, of like yeah. trying a martial art. Yeah. And then this just makes sense to me. Right. And I, uh-huh. I just love it. So, if I recall correctly, uh, I was speaking to you once, and it basically came out, if you could do jujitsu full-time and not have your mm. job, you would do it. Is that, in fact, true? I, I love research. I do love my... I love science. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, if I could train every day and, and multiple times a day, and my body would do it, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you see yourself transitioning into like an instructor role and making yeah, that your profession? Teach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to teach one day for sure. I love teaching. Yeah. Oh. I was a college professor for ten years. Were you really? Yeah, yeah. At, up at UF? No, at, at Valencia primarily, and then at a 
a place called Indian River State College down in Fort Pierce. IRCC, yeah. IR, yeah, it became a state college, though. And I taught at Seminole State, too, so I taught through my, most of my PhD. After I finished my master's degree, um, the PhD stipend is not much money, and so I started teaching part-time, and I, I love to teach, yeah. So now you're faculty or you're, you're a research scientist? Yeah, now I just work in an industry. Oh, There's just industry? so much more money in industry. Oh, no, okay. no, oh, wow. yeah. I, I still dream about having my own like independent research program, but money is good in, in the private industry better than in academic research. And so. how, I mean, like I have a friend who just started at the university of Waterloo up in Canada. I mm mean, -hmm. um, he got like, he left MIT. That's very prestigious. Is it? In the mm -hmm. tech it's actually Alan. Oh, it's yeah, super yeah. prestigious. He, so he got his own lab and he like <laughs> yeah. left MIT. And That's stuff. super cool. Yeah. And he's like, and I didn't realize when he visited, actually, he was kind of walking me through the whole like scientific process of like, it's so political. Yeah. Like it is, it is one of the most political processes I've ever heard of in my yeah. life. Like, and it's a good old boy network. Yep. And I mean, yeah. like, is, did you just want to avoid that? I became disillusioned with it. Cause I mean, by you thinking like research, it's largely government funded, right? So it's taxpayer funded. Right. Um, but wherever there's money and there's power and there's prestige involved, then it becomes very competitive. And, Research is probably one of the most hyper-competitive environments I've ever been yeah, in. I it's know. insane. I, I've always yeah. thought, like, the, like, the essence of jiu-jitsu, right, like, is, to, is, is, like, tapping somebody out, submission, and that sort of thing. Like, the, the purity of martial arts. And I always assume, like, even to, a, 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 like, a meta level, like, science is, that's the meta of science, is, like, there should be the purity of learning and science yes. and, like, the truth. We should all be seeking the truth. And yeah. I was like, man, it's all clouded with this, like, governmental political mm -hmm. good old boy bullshit mm -hmm. which is crazy like i i would never have thought that but yeah it's it's a little surprising and it's a little scary when you think about it because the way the grants get approved and funded and and different yeah. things it can be very unfair extremely unfair yeah. right like not, not certainly not meritocracy based no it's not it's so, a lot of it's what it's what chris said i mean even though the names are removed from the grants if you're in a field you know who's doing what and it's very apparent whose grant this was based on like you see the institution yeah. that's enough right like, yeah there's there's still personally identifiable right, right. information in yeah that, in those, yeah even so so if you were stuck in one of these classes that chris threatens to have where people are called out and put on the spot to oh, teach a yeah. technique that, that's a, that's a mm -hmm. good question we should what ask would everybody you, right? what, 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 what would you be your what would, what would you teach gosh i don't know what i would teach Right now, I'd probably teach the elbow escape because I'm super dialed in on elbow escapes okay. from mount. Yeah, so I'm I'm very interested in the middle portion of the jujitsu game. Most people are super keen, I think, on like show me the next submission and the cool way to wrap a lapel around someone's neck to kill them or something. And my experience and my the passion of mine for jujitsu is sweeps and guard passes. Like I'm really interested in the middle portion of, of a jujitsu. I mean, match. that's what it is. I mean, yeah, that's, well, like, that's part of it. Like we're not. <laughs> that's it, part of it. It's like that's it's cool to learn submissions, but I'm not yeah. there most of the time, so exactly. I don't get to apply it. Exactly. So if you get to the point, I mean, I think they. I think I've even heard upper belts talk about like they develop their finishing as a brown belt. Mm. And they start beating mm -hmm. the fuck out of blue belts, you mm -hmm. know. So it's like quasi mat bullying, but so that's where, where they do you, their finishing. Um, mm -hmm. Like right now, who's your inspiration for elbow escapes? I'm watching the Donahue series. Are you? It's yeah. very good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. Like he's the, a great instructor. The whole instructor. knee inversion thing. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't. I'm also like some half guard stuff. Like maybe coming up on the half guard on the side and doing the leg switch thing that Brian showed us and getting sweeps from there. Are there any um, jujitsu athletes that you follow that you you're like, man, like I think, mm -hmm. like 
biologically, I, I'm, I'm similar to him, and like yeah, maybe I should model my game after his. That's interesting. Um, so for Nogi, I'm interested in Gordon Ryan's game because he's about my size. Um, Bouchesha, for sure. And then I like Keenan Cornelius's game as well. I don't have that kind of game, but I, I respect what he's doing with lapels and, and his open guard game. So I'd say Nogi, the, you're, you're, you're in the both, right? I'm very into Nogi, although I don't get to train it that much. In fact, we were doing Nogi for a little bit there, and I really enjoyed that. Did you? But it's hard to like find consistent access to Nogi classes for me. Rumor has it that Friday mornings will now be a Nogi class. Ooh, that'll be really great. I would love that. More morning classes would thrill me. That's the rumor. <laughs> Don't hold me to it. I, if I could afford myself to do to more come. morning classes, I would yeah. do more morning classes. Yeah. So, goals for 2020. Mm, mm-hmm. So, um, I'll probably go to Miami at least once. I'll do the Orlando tournament in... When is Miami and when are... Uh, so, there's so a few we'll, different we'll start, Miami tournaments. We'll start getting a John cheering section. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly the dates right now. I've looked at the calendar... Um, there'll be at least two Miami events. There's, there'll be one Orlando event. I think the Orlando event this year is in April. And then I'll probably take my wife to Atlanta once. Nice. Honestly, what I'd like to do is get more people here enthusiastic about joining the IBJJF and paying the $30 for the membership because it's pretty inexpensive and, and traveling with the group. Like I would compete more if we could rally the troops and, and, and get a group to go. I would be willing to travel more. I mean, Those are my big jiu I goals. mean, if Paul ever decides to... He, he always like said, "I want to." I want to. Mm-hmm. Well, he said that at the Christmas party. Like, he I want to compete. He did, and he says that a lot. <laughs> well, he said, that, but he said in his in his metrics post. Yes, he said, "I would like to spend." He's like, "I'm going to spend more time on the mats than on the slopes." Yep. Right. That was well. I he always, but he, he already is spending more time on the mats but than the slopes. He can always spend more, right? Always like, talking about like increasing so, the ratio. So, so I would say, in, in Paul's defense, it's hard. I saw this with Tarsus, and I would assume it's true. It's hard to be super dialed in on your teaching yes. and on fine-tuning your game to compete for yourself. They're very different mindsets, as is, is the way it looks to me. It, it, uh, yes, and I think <clears throat> I, I don't mean to put words in Paul's mouth too, right. but like now that he's not competing in MMA anymore, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever seen a better Paul instructor. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so my challenge to you. Ooh. Is Ooh. so that's and, and this is something that I, I've kind of gathered over the years now that Paul's big on, and I'm trying to like reconcile this with my own um, quasi hero worshiping. Is Paul's big on if you have an idea and you want to, you're passionate about it, mm-hmm. make it happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think we can all agree on that. You're, I'm gonna christen you, Doctor Yoga John, official IBJJF competition coordinator for the gym. competition coordinator yeah yeah what do you what the do you, title has been assigned what do you've you, been knighted <laughs> explain what are your thoughts what are you what are you feeling right now <laughs> I, I don't have what words are you feeling right now because promotion. i feel like <laughs> how is that beer feeling now oh, it's, it was, it was yingling. It's yeah funny. you know i i would i would if, if even if we got a group that was interested in doing like a new breed or a naga like i would go and support that uh, man make it happen. um the, the issue for me with those events isn't whether they're good or not. It's that there's no one in my bracket. Yeah, that's true. You know, and so when you start to go to, like, older dudes that weigh a lot, there's just no one there at a blue belt, you know, and so... Yeah, but you can become gold over them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and, and so I've, I've done a couple of, like, off tournaments and, and like, the worst... So I, I've, I've been successful and... And won some events, but the worst feelings I had was a couple different Kissimmee things where there was one guy in the bracket. 
I lost, and I had to go take second place. I just stand on the podium next to this guy while he got his gold medal that he earned, and I owe it to him to stand there next to him, and I got a silver medal, and that was hard. Did you so. melt that down and make something out of it? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> crown of thorns. No, I'm uh, the whistle, whistling birds. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, I've seen guys also dip on those kind of things and guys win and be like, where's the other guy? And he left. And that yeah. guy's got to stand there by himself and get a gold medal. That's super tacky. So I will stand there and, and be a good sport, but it's, it's, that's a rough feeling. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, so. I bet it's also like, you spent money on that too. So. Yeah. He has $100. Yeah. You know. So, so. Yeah, we got class in a few minutes. What are you going <laughs> to practice today? Mount escapes. I want to start with everybody in my mount today for sure. For oh, rounds, that's awesome. yeah. And and you know what? As a, as a teammate, yeah. you should you should be entitled to ask. Guys are too. really cool about that. Yeah, you just have to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then they can say I mounted John. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't deep half guard me. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's definitely I'm working on the mount escape right now and and, and cleaning that up because it was really bad. And then I'll try to play my half guard game unless people want to stand up. And then I'll go for some spider stuff. I'm still playing spider. Dog. Very cool. What about you, Chris? Um, Are you teaching? I, Paul's here. No. Okay. <laughs> so what are you going to work on? Um, I'm going to work on more of that. Looking uh, comfortable when you sit up, like stand up next to smiling Paul. Smiling. <laughs> yeah. Awkwardly. Yeah. Like, hey. You know, wanting my spot back at the. Oh, learning to tie your belt in front of people. Yeah. No, no. no. I, I've done, I'd like to work on knee cutting because it's, it's you know, I've, I've made it a personal commitment up until very recently not to knee cut because I don't like to smash people's balls. Um, Good morning. Happy I don't New knee year. cut people. Oh. I don't. I, it's just one. It's something I've. Happy New Year, Happy Jamie. New year. Welcome back, Jamie Car- Cardeznez. Cardenas. <laughs> <laughs> my Espanol is is definitely like four stripe white belt. Um, All right. Well, time to throw on our gear. No, what are you going to train? Yeah, Noah. Oh, what am say. I going to train? So I've been working on a stack pass. I've been mm. working Ooh, on a yeah, but new school variations. So stack pass from Galvao, mm. knee, a leg drag from Keenan, and then then the deep path. What about what about the mm. uh, with the the modified uh, hip bump sweep? That I need to actually. I want to work on that with you because okay. I, I that I haven't like. Two is enough of auxiliary techniques that okay. I'll throw in there, mm-hmm. so I have like positions that I can work. But here's the thing I've noticed, which is actually like mind blowing now. Like it's like I'm starting to open up again like, to the matrix, kind of is seeing how doing one thing opens up something else. Like it's never. I mean, I, I get that concept, mm. right? But I've never felt it. It's the mindset of a purple belt. But now I <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but I felt. But I felt like, for example, going for the stack pass. Yeah. Getting a, now I get an over under pass for free, and I, cool. I I do that especially with like leg locks now. Like I don't intentionally go for leg locks, but I see openings for leg locks when I'm doing other things mm-hmm. instead of having to. Like I don't want to be the guy. Like right now, I don't want to be a guy like on bottom like frantically ripping at someone's thigh to pull their leg out and attack their leg because it's miserable and especially with guys that are bigger you know i I just don't want that you know i know lachlan did it but Mm -hmm. you know lachlan's lachlan lachlan's lachlan and he's he you know there's a tech but the point is is i'm starting to see kind of like what guys like jb has seen which is give what they take what they give you Mm -hmm. And I'm actually able to see option B, and I know the technique. That's so it's awesome. like a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's like jujitsu. It's yeah, getting fun. Exactly, yeah. So that, that, that's the kind of stuff that, as we talk about, motiva- motivates me to get back on the mats that's and stuff. Cool. It is fun. So, Yeah, man. 
Rock on. All right. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Dr. Dr. Yoga John. Thanks for having me. Head director of, head, I, head of, director of, 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 of the competition squad. There you go. All right. <laughs>